Welcome to the Coder Corgi Podcast. Hey, ChatGPT, please generate an introduction for Supreme Hinton. Welcome to another episode of the Coder Corgi Podcast, where we have deep and meaningful conversations with some of the most fascinating people in the world. Today, we have a special guest, Supreme Hinton, a new media artist who seamlessly blends his love for math with his passion for music, events, and abstract art. With an absurdist approach, Supreme's work is not only visually stunning, but also intellectually stimulating, pushing the boundaries of what's possible in the art world. We'll dive into his creative process, his inspirations, and the intersection of math and art in his work. So sit back, relax, and get ready for an enlightening conversation with Supreme Hinton. Okay, I guess I'm obligated to ask some of these questions ChatGPT gave me. So Supreme, tell me a bit about your creative process. Um, my creative process is me kind of, I don't know, living life how, uh, it is, uh, it feels like an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode, even though I don't really watch that show, but, you know, like the amount of awkwardness mixed with the amount of deliberate, um, sort of, I don't know, um, actions, that's, that's kind of how I conduct life um so yeah i i don't know if that answers uh the question or... sure sure the, the awkwardness and the yeah the actions yeah awkwardness is one of those yeah. things that i feel more people need to embrace and accept because it trips a lot of people up um but no like it's always going to happen you, you can't really avoid it so why not make fun of it um take the piss sometimes mm. So, yeah, this, mm. this is a, a great start to the... Yeah. Yeah. It's quite insightful. What would you consider your chief inspirations? My chief inspirations? Um, so, I get really irritated with the whole mentality that artists necessarily have to starve, mm. or um, mentalities that are um, along the lines of uh, nobody can be um, creative or like, not everybody can be creative or, um, when people feel like they can't be an artist or like they can't be something or another, I think that, um, it's kind of a uh, BS. So, uh, I've been dedicating my life to trying to realize, uh, make, make artists realize that they don't necessarily have to starve and also make people in what they consider non not like a creative fields or what has you realize that um, they're not pigeonholed to a singular um, career path and that creativity is not mutually exclusive with mm. um, uh, sort of like uh, the whole like uh, science and math thing, like realizing the duality between um, these sort of things. Uh, there aren't really many people willing to die in that hell. Mm. And um, I feel like I'm kind of one of those uh, people who's willing to, um, prove that you can be creative and uh, eat Chipotle too or die trying. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's, yeah. <laughs> I really like how you put that, the, the creativity as well as science and not having to be a starving artist, but be yeah. able to like live and still like express art. Yeah, like it, it, it got lost, I feel like in um, the modern period of, I don't know, like I look at modern art a lot in um, the 1900s through like um, the 2000s, like as an interesting time period because there were like at least like two or three paradigm shifts in like um, innovation, thought processes, um, uh, and what, I mean, like, I don't know, it's like I could like talk about the theory of relativity or whatever and how that influenced art and um, um, science and physics and how that meshed into a clusterfuck that became clusterfucks in many different other spheres. Um, but like uh, that sort of um, aside, I just, every time I think of how um, Yves Klein, um, and it was like a modern artist, but also like a chemist and I think archaeologists or something like I wouldn't be quoted on that, but there are multiple people like, um, them like Marie Curie, et cetera, et cetera, who were, um, I don't know, biologists, chemists that dabbled in art or, um, like, uh, there's this whole mentality that we've converged to that we can only be quote specialist in, um, certain things and that 
I don't know, like any other pursuit is not legitimate or worthwhile just because um, it's n not the main, I, I don't want to reduce it to breadwinner, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I don't know. So I like to uh, try to like uh, talk about stuff like this and talk about stuff like this in the way that I do in order to make people realize that that sort of, that's an imparted narrative that's like an implanted narrative that mm. like um you know it's like it's understandable because like no one wants to uh rent a closet and share it with like two people oh, or yeah. something along those lines but um people get afraid of um even trying to explore the option or uh, yeah. hmm. I, I don't know like like that's that's kind of that's kind of like uh, where I've been getting at. Um, but like I actually like come from a um, I come from a an entertainment slash uh, music um, slash art family, and um, have kind of uh, seen how far consistent communication and collaboration um, can go in uh, sort of uh, creative uh, pursuits, and they don't necessarily mm. have to be NLB alls. But oh, that's all. Um, you know, it's like, I wish more, um, people would stop saying that they aren't, aren't creative. Yeah. That's a super interesting narrative where people have to seem like exclusively creative when there's like so many people, like there's politicians who write poetry and then yeah. there's like inventors who draw pictures and yeah. Yeah. Literally like Richard Feynman, um, a lot of people don't realize oh, that yes. he, 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 um, taught himself how to draw at the age of 40. Oh, yeah. Wow, I never knew about that. Yeah, like he um, decided to uh, try to um, like uh, teach himself like a uh, portraiture and um, a bunch of other stuff. And yeah, he was a quote late bloomer, um, relatively speaking, when it came to teaching himself how to do portraiture. But his method was the same as everything else. Um, like uh, chip at it um, every every day with mm. like a level of um, steadfastness and. Um, do it for enjoyment's sake and learning's sake and um you know if improvements or what has you whatever that means happen they happen if they don't they don't um like a very it's 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 an appropriately blasé approach um um it's, it's blasé but um like concentrated at the same time and yeah uh mm -hmm. His his drawings um, and his uh, rendering abilities increased over the time of uh, doing that with um, wow. without and he never really went into the any sort of narrative of oh mm. he's not he's not an artist yeah he just like applies himself and just develops the skill over yeah. time same as how he like learned to play the bongo drums or learned to talk to to women or to lock pick the locks in the Los Alamos labs and yeah all the just, crazy stuff he did throughout his life. Yeah, you just gotta, you, you gotta um, continue, you'll stumble a bit or whatever, it doesn't really matter um, as long as you're able to have the perseverance because you end up converging um, to a better state. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it, when you uh, hold an identity that's like not self-limiting. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like open, you're just like, okay, uh, I can figure anything out and then just figuring that out instead of having to, to put yourself into an identity. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like like putting yourself into like an identity um like is like like immediately is like putting the cart before the horse. Mm -hmm. Um so uh it's kind of uh, one of those things where um I actually used to say things like I mean I used to say this for a long time. I just recently stopped um but I used to say that I'm not like uh I'm not a coder. Mm -hmm. Um I'm an artist that happens to like math. Mm. Um and that's true. But, um, yeah, like I used to say, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a coder, uh, pre preamble because I just didn't really feel like I had the formal training or, uh, fortitude or what has you like, I don't know, stack overflow, like, like stack overflow culture kind of pisses me off. Mm. Um, and that's like. Uh, rent and a half but um a lot of my a lot of my experiences with uh, tech ended up being in that sort of a uh, vein where people obsessed more about the 
most technically fast algorithm Mm -hmm. more than the practicality or the use case um, of it or Mm -hmm. what have you. And if you were to say, do something that is not the most efficient, then you're, you're, you're stupid. Or like, if you can't compile something immediately, Mm. you're, Mm. you're just um, SOL. And I kind of pretty toxic. Yeah, yeah, like that toxic um, sort of thing. So it's like I, I used to like think that um, that's what defined that sort of uh, sphere and define like the whole like coder, non-coder, programmer, whatever um, archetype and mm-hmm. have recently been um, easing off of that um, relative uh, cynicism um, like uh, surrounding that because not everybody in um, these uh, sort of uh, communities are like that and realizing that like saying I'm not a coder is actually self-limiting mm-hmm. um, like yeah I'm an artist but that's not mutually exclusive of coding uh, like exclusive of coding and I've always said that and why would I um, I don't know it was like it, it ended up like I ended up realizing that I was distancing myself mm-hmm. from um, like from stuff that I believed in because of a subsector of mm. what I guess the social technological zeitgeist is. Mm, right. Like, they, they seem to like these high and mighty folks kind of impose a barrier to entry that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's like, it's not even like a mentality that's shared amongst um, like um, everybody. And like, I've, I've seen that and witnessed that. It's only just been until now that I've uh, kind of been thinking about societal roles. Like, I, I don't want to sound so cap, like Kafka-esque or anything, but I've been thinking about that because it, I don't know, like we're entering um, a really weird period um, and we've been in a really weird period socially and economically. And um, now over the past two, three years, uh, I feel like these have been so like within at least like the past 25 years, some of the most introspective. Um, so, uh, I don't know. It it seems, it seems like it's a time to revisit (laughs) a theory of mind of, Mm -hmm. of like, I don't know, experiences and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, interestingly, but, um, Uh, yeah, thanks for kind of sharing that kind of roadblock in, in your life uh, with your, like, identity as, yeah. as a coder or not a coder. Hmm. Hmm. Um, in, in general, how do you think about your life trajectory and your, like, the evolution of your identity and your growth as a person? I think of it, like, sort of uh, day by day, but um, also when I've uh, been able... I'm going to, like, try to, like, make an analogy between, uh, I guess, trading and living. Um, like, I, I don't know, every time we make a decision or every time we utter, like, a phoneme or a word or what have you, there's a trade-off between um, one word over the other, one mm. um, decision over another, insofar as you make it um, relative uh, to that. So thinking about um, my future, I am like, uh, I have different time scopes. Um, My future, as in the next second or two, um, what I'm going to be talking about two minutes from now, two days from now, two weeks from now, two months from now, two years from now, 20 years from now, et cetera, et cetera. Those are six time bins that I just made. And they have exponentially different links in between them and um thus like sort of like uh, different implications mm. so i've kind of like thought about my life as um i used to be very present minded immediately um oriented and uh never really thought more than a year or two down the line mm. um because i would get lost in that and not do what i need to do right now Mm. Um, and I didn't really have the ability to simultaneously, um, think about short-term and long-term implications because Mm. honestly, I didn't even care about long-term implications. I 
like um for the longest time i didn't like um now i do but for the longest time i didn't want to live past 35 Hmm. and um i felt like i wasn't going to be able to so i took a very um like day by day uh minute by minute approach uh to uh life minute by minute is a bit extreme but like now it's like a kind of um different and i mean my prefrontal cortex is fully developed uh, supposedly so um <laughs> like, like like um now i've been thinking more in terms of like 2 3 year 3 5 year um time frames and um have been slowly um stabbing at the 5 to 10 year um time frame of um thought and everything but wow. it's a, it's a dance between being able to account for that simultaneously but you have to be able to account for those sort of um time frames simultaneously with the present time in order mm. to um live and anticipate um living and anticipating simultaneously like that's how you keep that's literally the preface of keeping on your toes uh, like starting from the present moment and then expanding your time horizons uh, essentially trying to get get become more aware of um that like um be more aware of like the um blessings and detriments or otherwise or non detriments uh mm. it's hard to really put into words but thinking about the present not being consumed too much in the present however mm. and being able to think forward while simultaneously not getting too consumed mm. in the future um, trying to predict what the weather will be two years from now in NASA. Oh, yeah. Well put. <laughs> so over that level of overthinking. So. Yeah, so so it's like it's it's definitely like a, a dance, but um, I feel like um, when I think about um, future progression, I just try to refine my um, balance uh, between uh, the two and uh, try to r- realize when when or try 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 to evaluate as much as i possibly can like when um i might be overthinking or underthinking something mm-hmm. what are some uh concrete ways that you you do that yeah that's a good question like some ways that i do that uh the, for example the balance budgeting uh, <laughs> uh, over the past uh, couple of uh, um, months, I realized that there were at least four hundred dollars um, a month, like worth of uh, subscriptions or mm-hmm. what have you, that I uh, or charge. I, I don't. I don't remember exactly. It wasn't like four hundred a month, um, but like there, there was there was a sizable amount of recurring bills and mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, that I didn't necessarily need. Mm. So, like, letting that go and thinking of the implications and um, the ease um, that that would give in the future, like, in the future, um, just re-remembering that and actually having that sort of level of um, self-care to um, eat those numerical Brussels sprouts, Hmm. it it made, like, that's, 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 like, a sort of, like, an example of trying to um, achieve that sort of balance because um, at the end of the day, uh, December uh, 2023, um, me, December 2023, um, having whatever my amount, like, like, I don't know, like say we're in a deterministic society Mm. and um, I have, like, I'm going to have, like, I don't know, like um, 5K then. Um, There are decisions that I can make or that could be made or whatever, like there's another trajectory where I might have 6K and um, I might have that $1,000 more due to finding $1,000 in savings. Ah, right. So you have this range of possible like... Yeah, it's like... uh, Budgets. Yeah, so it's like say would I rather be um, like this or that or try to like converge to this. It's like um, thinking about stuff like, uh, that, uh, I don't think about that type of stuff all the time Mm. because that comes at the trade-off of, um, sometimes, um, experiences with like, uh, I don't think that all impulsive decisions are a bad thing. Right. Um, gonna have some, some leeway, but yeah, so I'm exploring, like I've been, um, recently, um, exploring more into that, uh, sort of a sphere of, uh, thinking because yeah it's it's really easy to take um that 
twelve ninety nine a month um, times three. So mm-hmm. you have three um, twelve ninety nine a month. Um, for granted, you're paying $39 cumulatively a month over 10 months. That's about $400. Mm. And there are definitely periods where I'm just like, Hey, it would have been, it would be nice to have say, I don't know. I don't drive, um, yet, but if I had a $250 parking ticket out of nowhere, even if it was bullshit or otherwise, Mm. December, 2023, Having that theoretically saved four hundred dollars, that cushions the hell out of that blow. Right, and it's 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 not a good situation, but um, it's just like really good food for thought. And I didn't care about it um, or these food for thoughts um, when I was in like the age of my life where I just didn't care about anything past thirty five or mm. like just in general right. or just a current moment. But uh-huh. now I'm start like as I'm growing I'm starting to realize. Ah, budgeting. That's a good way to think about these things. You're like thinking about these subscriptions in chunks of like three months at a time or like six months at a time or a yeah, year at yeah. a time. Just thinking about like, okay, what is like like without applying any discount about like what like what what is the cost of that like right now? It feels tangible yeah. and you can factor that into your decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, if you're getting if somebody is taking um if 10 people are taking a penny a day from you, right. I mean, they add up. Mm. Yeah. Like I realize that's like a really weird analogy. Because, like <laughs> that only equates to $36 a, a year. But like, yeah, I mean, what can you do with that $36? Like, what can you do? Like, like, I mean, like that's like a subscription I mean, service. In that case, the, the bigger problem is why are there 10 people taking a penny from you every day? Like, <laughs> oh, what kind of office space scheme is this? <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> Got bigger fish to fry. Um, Electricity companies were country. Oh, true, true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but what could you do? It's, it's not, it's not Utilities. Yeah. No, but, yeah, like, case in point, stuff. that's, like, you know, it's, like, say, say, like, there's that, like, one um, venue that, like, costs, like, has, like, $35 tickets, and, like, oh, yeah. you, you realize, like, oh, man, that's, like, a, it's kind of, like, a splurge. Mm, um yeah. But I don't know. Like just oh. thinking about it in that. That's an interesting lens. Counting blessings. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Interesting wins. Mm. Uh, aside from budgeting, like how else do you plan? Like in terms of like what uh, what projects you're going to work on next, or what like events uh, are you going to, or what systems or habits you're going to develop? How do you think about those things? Yeah, I like. Honestly, like, uh, currently I think about them, like, on the day by day, but I want to converge, um, outward within thinking on the week by week, um, month by month, uh, bases. Mm. It ends up sort of, uh, depending on, um, it, it's usually a function of how much stress I'm feeling. Mm. Um, so when I think on sort of like a day by day or, um, like relative day by day basis, uh, that's normally when I'm kind of in like a weird um, sort of uh, position, and uh, sometimes you have to shift your perspective like that. Um, but also, uh, in order to um, stay sane on a different sort of a time um, axis and everything, you have to think about, uh, you know, like say if if things are acutely stressful. Like, it's been raining for the past month. Oh, yes. In San Francisco. Yeah. Mm. It's been raining for the past month, but that doesn't mean that it's going to rain for another month. Right. Like, the past month fucking sucked. But, I mean, mean, like, notwithstanding the partial benefits or whatever, Mm. but also not withholding the roofs. Oh, yes. This is quite jewelry and the puddles. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like thinking... Like I, I shift my time frames of thought um, depending on um, the situation, but always like uh, realize that you know it's like like the try try to realize like the relative impermanence of like uh, um, certain certain things. But um, I don't know right now how I'm approaching things are honestly on a day by day because uh, I where. I, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to like proselytize about like an impending like housing market crisis or mm-hmm. um, like recessions or yada, yada, yada. Like, uh, all I know is that eggs are more expensive. 
Ah, inflation. <laughs> eggs are more uh, expensive. Uh, eggs are more expensive. People are getting like uh, laid off. Labor markets. There, there are a bunch of people still looking for unicorns. There. Oh yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And yet, uh, also at the same time, there are people who are um, like, I don't know. It's like there's everything from that to outsourcing to uh, things are to, to people buying like like people buying like. I don't know, like, I don't want to, like, say too much because, like, some some of the, like, um, things that I'm saying are derived from people that I know and I respect and I care about. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, like, uh, let's just say that I honestly feel like right now there is a schism between um, people who have, um, like, people on various different degrees of the gradients of having disposable income. And I simultaneously see people scraping the barrel while other people are buying random condominiums in Miami. Oh uh, yeah. And this and doing disparity. Mm. Yeah, and and it's awkward because it's like like it's not like everybody who's able to like live life in a sense is like a bad um person or anything. Right. Um it's just that it's really hard to it's really if I weren't the way some people don't like the way that I am sometimes because I try to point out issues of disparities um, when I see them um, and issues of like, I don't know, for some people it's easy to take a home buying class and um, realize or learn how, quote, easy it is to get um, a mortgage and buy a house or something like that. Mm -hmm. But that's a very specific subsect of um, knowledge and um, I, I don't know. It's like, it's not like an elite or anything, but it's like, that's like a very like sort of relative 5% type mm. thing. I don't know. When I, when I think about these like uh, sort of things, um, I, I wonder, I don't, I don't know. It's like, there's, there's a dissonance between people who, Who's to say what is and isn't easy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't I don't know. It's like I wish more people would like a sort of like a see where people who are struggling and not struggling or what different levels of struggling means for different um socioeconomic classes, like um wish like people would um have more um discussions about um those uh, sort of uh um things uh I don't know, like, that was, like, a little bit of a digression, but... Mm, yeah, that's, that's quite, like, a, a big thing. Yeah, I don't know, like, like, that's, that's, uh, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm thinking all over the place right now. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's because we have a lot of different situations, and we're realizing how diverse life, life circumstances are because oh, yes. of how the... Yeah, like, the, the, the perspectives are so different. Yeah, the climate, societal climate has evolved so much in the past three years that it's really hard to succinctly encapsulate all the... Oh, absolutely. It's, <laughs> yeah. Well, this podcast is about what, your life trajectory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My life trajectory yeah, I guess is predicting that, the weather in a, in, in, in a year or two. Yeah, you, you talked a lot about kind of these um, these ideals for the world, right? And, and like getting people to like not have these self-limiting identities to, to kind of bridge these uh, disparate perspectives. Yeah. Um, and how, how do you see your life trajectory interfacing with your vision? I have to, I have to interact with that vision as much as I possibly can. Um, and I'm more present-oriented and um, forward-focused fo- forward in the immediate um, present than... Um, thinking about the future because uh, like if you don't act on things as immediately as you um, possibly can there's just a higher probability that um, some other thing is going to get in the way and you're, you might forget about it and mm-hmm. um, I have problems with having things on the back burner and part of that is like ADHD and like stuff like that and like a couple other things oh. um, and it's like whenever I'm able to have the blessing of being able to concentrate on a specific thing for however much amount of time um, that I can, uh, then 
the more I do that, the more things that I've done and the more nudging towards the sort of uh, impact that I might just like that I might um, want in the refining process is literally a function of um, the just getting myself out there process. I will fall on my face. I will bomb um, like a couple of times or something along those lines. Like, but I feel like it's been almost tried and true how correlated quote successes um, even subjectively mm. are correlated with the amount of failure, i.e. the amount of trials that people actually give towards something, um, mm. which is... Oh, definitely. Yeah, so I, that's why I, involve, I, I try to maintain a balance between my sanity and involving myself in as many things that I um, care, care about or think people care about mm. um, as possible and disseminate as many um, informations as I possibly can. Use different ideas you care about. Yeah, I care, I care, I care about people interacting with uh, people. Like, like, I, you know, like, so it's like, I, I think in that present moment, when I'm meeting somebody at um, a function or something, like one of my friends, um, I asked them like, oh, like, oh, what are they interested in? Mm. And, and I had just met them and they immediately started going into their job description. Like, oh, like I work at SpaceX, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I was like, no, 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 like, no, I mean like, like, what are you, what are you interested in? Not your job. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The key like, distinction. Like, like not, yeah, like if you're interested in your job, like I understand it, but like what, what I'm right. And yeah, what are you interested in? As yeah. As a human being. Yeah. And they said cinematography. Mm. And then we started talking about art and film, and I saw the passion sort of that sort of passion light up. It's not that they didn't like their job; they have passion for their job as well. But just re-remembering that they're not their title, right, mm. in the job sphere and um yeah now they have like um they've been doing like uh exploring different like types of photography wow and um stuff and like they have they got like different like cameras and even uh recently like got a house um house and blood and um have have been exploring that and wow. like it, it was effectively post that conversation wow since they've been exploring that like the more moments that i can cultivate like that that's what I want in life because I love that. Like, like people need to realize that, and we're we're told otherwise way too many times, and all the time that we spend, um, like obsessing over thinking about the feasibility of things instead of actually just doing it. The people who are just doing it are gonna. They're, <laughs> like I've seen it time and time again, where. People are just like, oh, shit. Like, if only I had done the thing that I wanted to do three years ago right now. Mm. The best time to do that is right, right now. now. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, it's one of the most, like, complex but simplistic notions. Yeah, and, and that's, that's how I try to, like, conduct my life and also try to... The hardest part is trying to apply it to the self as well. It's easier for me to talk about this to other people than... Right, and to actually apply it in your own life. Yeah, so that's that's what I think about on like every single day that I can be able to be in a mindset that realizes um, that like has like the salience of um, that which has been like I don't know like not really like preached or proselytized or anything. Uh -huh. It's like like trying to maximize those moments. Wow, see, Supreme, you talk about these uh, moments. How do you maximize these moments? So you, like one question there you mentioned was a. Uh, what really interests you? I think that's a really powerful question. Uh, what are some other ways you use to bring about these moments? Well, I mean, like a very meta example is uh, actually like doing this. Um, yeah, I had a decision of literally uh, sleeping in and wondering why I didn't engage even though that's one of those social engagement is one of those things that I need to do and I want to do and I'd like to do mm -hmm. but it's one of those things that my brain doesn't always make me feel like 
is like beneficial like mm. similar to like how sometimes you can feel not thirsty or not hungry but you do need like caloric intake right so it's like a, one of those things where um trying to like realize like when like those loops um end up um being portrayed like where i am stifling myself or like I, I don't know. It's like, like, it's like one of those things where I try to like one way is I, I try to be very conscious about when I'm being too complacent, um, in certain, uh, scenarios. It, it it's kind of like a complicated because, um, I have to work when I talk about being in the mind frame of being salient, I really have to work with, the un unpeppered facts around me um that hey i have friends hey i have family hey um if i feel um like say lonely or if i feel like i'm not doing anything um or what have you um me having a glass of water me eating me mm. doing those are things so yeah. getting to the very atomic elements of um, living while simultaneously thinking about the complex elements, um, like really getting into that sort of uh, mentality, it helps me keep relatively centered yeah. and um, to, to like yeah. get to to dealing with the complexity and like a mentality where you can focus on that. You have to keep track of these basic things like yeah, eating, and, drinking, and and it's it's easy to yeah. forget about them, and right. it's easy to take them for granted. It's easy to not consider them blessings. Mm -hmm. They're blessings. Absolutely. Like, so true. it's, and, and it's like, it's, it's like kind of crazy. Like, this is, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's like, like, I, I've only started, like, to realize and think like this over the past uh, couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I've been dealing with, um, like, uh, so another thing that I tend to do, like, I do... I don't know, entrepreneurial things, event, I, I've hosted events and hackathons, I've mm -hmm. gone to several, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one thing that I like to um, talk about is the interplay between um, kind of like um, a corporate sphere or like a job sphere yeah. and um, that sort of aspect of uh, life, but also the aspect of life that not many people like to talk about where... Uh, I mean, apparently 33% of the adult population has, like, gone through at least, like, one depressive episode mm. um, or something along those lines. Yeah, like, like, a large chunk, but yeah. um, in the intersection between the um, kind of, like, job sphere and the, I don't know, like, the sheer humanity of that, yeah. uh, there aren't many people that like to navigate or talk about the intersection at fear or risk of their... Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, like... The stigma? Yeah, stigma. Yeah, stigma. So it's it's one of those things that I end up um, sort of like uh, thinking about and try to recognize and be unabashed about because it's yeah. it's it's a part of humanity right, that right. a lot of people mm -hmm. end up trying to repress. And then I've seen that shit hit the fan so hard. Yeah, when you try to repress that, you don't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah especially it, shit. The pandemic like literally oh, unearthed yeah. that. Definitely, there were, a lot of my friends have never experienced um, any sort of depression and started to experience situational depression. Ah. And I had to, like, I I try to, it, it helped me seeing other people in that sort of, like, um, situation. And, like, uh, I'm so used to um, being in uh, that bracket. Like, I, I've been dealing with um, um, and mitigating um, various effects of um, depression and stuff like that for the past... 12 years so it's like i'm pretty seasoned um with that but it's like for people who have never experienced that and like they've like lived like i don't know say what like 28 29 years and have never experienced like a blow um like that and um just never experienced waking up and not wanting to get up out of bed All right like that's when like that that's when it it started like i don't know it's like what ended up happening was that i started like become even more um 
transparent about what I've like gone through um, because like like it or not like I I technically qualify under I guess like um, high high functioning depressive mm-hmm. and it's like a thing um, and it's not really easy to not understand <laughs> like. It's not easy to get introduced into a realm of having good and bad days. Mm. Right. Or, <laughs> so, um, yeah, over the past three years, I've just been thinking about that and thinking in, um, like, uh, sort of, like, uh, communicating that aspect um, of uh, life with uh, people and um, everything um, as to let it be known more that it's okay to not feel okay sometimes. Yeah. And simultaneously... Um, express the duality between that and self-respect right. and um, reali- making like realizing locus of control mm-hmm. of like you know like if you're not feeling um, the best there are some small actions that you can genuinely um, and you don't have to take them but like there are small actions that you could um, potentially yeah. um, take to Im- improve that um, and literally, hence, like, the whole, like, meta-ness of me talking about n- not sleeping and um, going on this podcast, um, you know, I, I could have slept, I could have, like, not slept, but um, at the end of the day, I was going to sleep as a mechanism of trying not to deal with feeling mm. kind of muggy, like how SF is outside. Oh, yeah. Um, We're so glad to have you here. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm glad that I did, yeah. Thanks for, like, for choosing to come. Yeah, um, and thank you, yeah, like, thank you for um, having me, because, like, this is an example of one of those nudges, one of those, like, steps um, that um, can be engaged with, one of those opportunities that um, not many people end up, like, um, putting the fruition, like, whether it's, like, I'm actually um, hosting it or going on to um, something or what has you that can really make an instrumental, um, like, like instrumental differences in the fabric of the universe or whatever nudges, right like, <laughs> like these little nudges yeah like, uh, just getting getting a drink of water so not only uh you expressing the vulnerability of, of having these like depressive states but for people who haven't experienced them before who are like newly coming into it like uh that that it's okay and that it's normal and that uh, there are yeah. like the, the small things you can try first like you could like drink water and eat food and there's these like small steps and yeah yeah they add up. Definitely. It's, and, and it's, it, it's a silly, I don't know, it's like, it's not really silly. Like, it, it seems silly at oh, first. Oh, definitely, but yeah. It, 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 it makes, it ends up making sense the more you. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like you, you feel crabby and then you drink two glasses of water and, and you feel better. You feel so, yeah. it's, it's insane and it's really easy to forget how much of a difference even doing that small stuff can make and it's really easy to discount that point zero two five improvement to zero. Oh. Yeah. Like you have you have ten of the like I don't know, it's like you have a hundred of those like little micro actions. Micro actions, that's a good word. Yeah. Like micro actions, micro interactions. You have I don't know, thousands of them a day, if you have like a hundred of them and stuff like that and they're all point zero two five and you you can either try to get into a mentality where you're salient of the point zero two five or round it down to zero. Mm. And that's the difference between ending that a hundred interaction period with a score of a goose egg or a plus point two five uh, plus two point five. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of these like like kind of feels bad it comes from like you blow something out of proportion like catastrophizing or like you you like don't realize these like small actions kind of like minimizing yeah so that's where you have like the umbrella stuff like expressing gratitude or like uh celebrating small wins psychological jenga (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 really yeah it took me a while though um like i don't know it's like it took me like a solid decade to sort of sort of like really try to cement into that um mentality because yeah <laughs> it's it's not easy to it's literally not easy to wake up one day realizing what the heck why why am i questioning like why i should even go outside right now yeah. <laughs> it's like why 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 am i becoming niche <laughs> 
I just woke up like this. Why? Oh, yeah. yeah. So the, the the morning dreariness. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. Like sometimes I lay in bed when the with the alarm like ringing like nonstop for like the next hour and fifty minutes. Yeah. And I just like can't get out of bed. Yeah. And I'm like, part of me is like I want to go back to the dream. Part of me is like the bed is so comfortable. Part of me is just like getting up. It's so painful. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> I just don't want to feel like getting up. And, and it's yeah. real. It's real. And like, like that's that's what I I'm always going to be talking. Like that's the 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 method of communication and um, stuff that I like try to promote because I don't know. It, it, I can't blame people who don't talk about these things, but like I just like don't. This is some real. It's real shit. Oh damn! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's why I'm laughing because you know not many people, not many people like to talk about or recognize like yeah, like waking up can sometimes fucking suck. Like, yeah, like that doesn't mean that everything else afterwards. Yeah, you like admire those people who can just like get up without their alarm at five a.m. and just like yeah. spring out of bed, drink two glasses. Yeah, of water, I saw that TED talk. Do some I, yoga and just get on with just, your day. Just jump yourself out of bed. Just, just like, yeah, three, three, two, one. Get out of bed. Yeah, like, I, can, I can do that two two percent of the time. Two yeah. out of every hundred times, I'll try to do it. If I can do that at least one out of one hundred times, I feel oh, yeah, so accomplished. Like, like massive toes. Like I have. <laughs> of paper where i would just put like a list of actions and i put like uh d- different post-it notes depending on the easiness of it there's like three three different yeah things. And, like when i get one done like one get d- out of bed before my alarm or like drink water i just put a tally mark yeah it's better it's, than like, zero yeah it's so better than zero and i say that a lot one is better than celebrating the little wins yeah, and you need to do... I feel like that's really psychologically healthy. Yeah, it's like you, you have like a 20-step morning routine. If you can do like just some end number of steps. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, anything is better than zero. Yeah, going, and then it, going outside for 30 more, minutes. If you do more, then you have the momentum to like possibly do more. Yeah. And if you don't get to one step, that, that's okay. You just like try to do it better next time. It's like today you do one action. Next day you do three. Like you might do an average of three actions this week. And the next week is the average of five. And just yeah. like slowly you get to, to what you want. Yeah, to like even tardigrades move. Yes. Like, like, you know, like, like, I don't know how many inches or feet in there, but they move. Yeah, and they survive. They're resilient. Yeah. They're relentless. That's what matters, right? Like, you you stick them in, like, a vacuum or something, and then you, like, stick them back in a normal place, and they move again, right? They're just like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like they have. It's gonna be the next day. They have nano, nano interactions when the goings get rough, but they still. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know the science. I, I don't know the science behind their inertia too much. I, I, I don't know. I, I just know that tardigrades but, move. <laughs> the, yeah, they move exactly. <laughs> it's like they move. They're they're microscopic and minuscule, but like they they move and they they make their traction. <laughs> relatively, yes. So uh, a testament to, to the resilience, of, the relentlessness of life. Yeah, be a tardigrade. <laughs> tardigrade, a uh, new spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine is a starfish actually because it's like no matter how how um, I say this because no matter how many times they get cut up, um, like if they have like a little bit of the core left, they they oh. they just respawn. <laughs> yeah. It's like a like a sea cucumber. Or yeah, and, and multiply like, effectively. Yeah. Um, so it's it's like like try to I, I don't know. It's like like. I don't want to say like try to shit on me all 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 person once mm-hmm. and I'll come back like four times stronger and like I, I don't know it's like cue cue Lincoln Park music I, I don't, <laughs> like, but but it's 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 kind of one of those one of those things it's like if you haven't experienced trials and tribulations have you really experienced. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's like the the pendulum, right? You need yeah. you get those ups. Really appreciate the ups. You have to go through these downs. Yeah, right? it's like when when people do like shrooms or ayahuasca, they go through these periods of like feeling a lot of suffering. But that's like also really clear. Yeah, like, a lot of these spiritual things, you're in this like period of like intense suffering where you just like have to let go. Yeah, and, you, and, like, and feel it, so I've amazing. never had a bad like I've I've I I can never really say that I've had a 
bad trip. I've had trips that were super unpleasant, mm. but I've never had a bad right like that. Trip. You that you thought it was not worth it. Like in each case, you felt like hey, this you you got something out of yeah, it. Yeah, like 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 yeah. Even what's really messed up is that the closest bad trip I've ever had on anything. Um, okay, well actually. Um, Taking too much of an edible is, is a fucking nightmare. Oh. But <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> That's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> like, but I've, like, hell, like, even, like, when I, I I'm never doing salvia again. Unless, oh, like, yeah. it's, like, literally, like, pure leaf form. But even, I don't know, like, yeah, being sliced into. about those things. Yeah, yeah, like, that, that was very, very unpleasant. Oh, gosh. Very unpleasant, and I hated it. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't a bad trip. I got sliced into like um, a thousand different frames that were sliding through the bed or whatever. And it's like, wow, this is a very, Whoa. this is a very shitty feel. It's like this is like hands. Yeah, it's like it's like like breaking through a DMT, but like you're not enjoying it. Mm. Like it, it's 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 yeah, it's the hell. I can't imagine, man. It's it's not it's not that it, it's a it's it's a unique feeling, um, but it's definitely like one of those things where um, I don't know. It's like it's it's not a good. It, it, it wasn't a bad trip though. It's like it just made me realize that I don't know. Like that was an interesting experience, and I kind of don't want to do it again. <laughs> but you know, shoot, like. The relativity of motion, balance, um, uh, visuals, and, and everything, it makes you realize certain things, I guess, that, like, yeah, like, you, there, there are these, I don't know, there, there are these microcosms of life and experience that can legitimately subvert your expectations, and, um, I don't know, like, I'm an experientialist that tries to be as safe as possible, Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that makes sense. Yeah, this is a high responsibility realm. Yeah, like, so. but yeah, like, um, shit. But like, bad experiences do happen, and yeah, the only bad experience I've ever had was like being too high on edibles. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Uh, we 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 digress. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ah, so. The word of the day is tardigrade, it seems. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's conclude on that note. Yeah. Uh, three, two, one. Tardigrade. tardigrade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then that wraps up the Code Recording Podcast. Please oh, wow. come back for next time. <laughs>